the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Good afternoon and welcome to this week's edition of Black and White, where we challenge you to think beyond the limited scope of what the mainstream media shares. Today is the day we take back control. Yeah. Ha! By stopping the left's manipulation of the vocabulary of the day, to maintain its political chokehold on the black community and shake the tree of the liberal left to see how many nuts fall out. Teach. <laughs> I'm your host, John Anthony. <laughs> Joined with my good friend, fellow Republican conservative who's not afraid, <laughs> who's, who goes after people really hard, too. I get scared of him sometimes <laughs> when, I see him, when I see him in like full, full, full-blown mode. George Pearson, chairman of the Will County Republicans. Welcome, to, welcome back to Black and Right. Yeah, thank you, big brother. I the real opportunity. <laughs> you know what? You and the Wookiee in there. <laughs> uh, oh, you both for that nickname. <laughs> no, but thank you for joining us as we uh, continue our journey, walking away from the left. Uh, we had somebody in here. I I thought he was going to be here at two o'clock. He showed up early on yeah. us. <laughs> Mister Mister Mister, I am the biggest bundler for Trump himself, Michael Alfaro. Welcome, baby. Thank you, thank you for having me. You enjoy? You, you, I think you're gonna have a a, a good time today. Yeah. Absolutely, it's always a riot. It's, with it's going to be a really <laughs> <laughs> George is George is George is the man, man. So George, what, what you been up to in Will County lately? Well, we've been stirring the pot and Uh-oh. trying to get a good number of people on the ballot. And you know, one of those candidates is Tom McCullough, Uh-oh. who's actually stirred the pot even within the Will County. Uh, I should say the entire Illinois GOP. Over one of his upcoming Ooh. fundraiser this Thursday, the twenty seventh, mm. a sold out fundraiser. He's bringing in. Um, I'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> the poster child of corruption himself, you know, from the state of Illinois, yeah. Rod Boglovich. Yeah, um, there was a lot of heated discussion over that. Over it was whether or not if he should should have been brought in. Um, one of the things that I hated was that our party took it out into the open instead right. of having keeping it in tame. You know, we don't he, know. We don't know how to do that as Republicans. Don't yeah, we we tend to come over, yeah. come after one another, mm-hmm. and and you know it's like a knife fight inside of family members, and you know that bothered me. So as I told my crew last Thursday, you know, at our central committee, I was asked, and if you ask, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Don't tell, don't, George. If they don't want to know the truth, okay. what, what what shouldn't they do with you? Don't ask. <laughs> do not. If you part your lips and want me to give you an answer, expect the truth. Yeah, I've always been taught that it's a double edged sword. It cuts both ways. So you can't jump up and talk about that. You can't have this guy at your fundraiser when there were a lot of Republicans that are Uh so-called Republicans that have been out there that help actually put Illinois on the path to destruction. And and I think I think when you see a lot of Illinois Republicans today 
pronouncing their support for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you have you been watching through social media and all these unfortunately Illinois Republicans who are saying we're with Joe Biden? Yeah. Mike, yeah. What, what do you think about that? Well, let's start off with Tom, right? Tom's running a, a great race. He's actually up in the polls by 6%, right. believe it or not. And on a $10,000 budget, he only raised $10,000 to date. Now, when wow. you look at this fundraiser and what he did for his campaign, it was the exact turning point in his campaign. He, we raised $16,000 in less than 16 hours. Ooh, wow. So if Just any pundits want to say that we're doing something wrong, I think they need to check themselves because where were you? Where were you by playing by your rules? Where were you to help Tom? Tom has been playing by your rules, but when you don't show up to help and you wonder why the blowback is going to come and it's going to come big because you are no impact, no idea, it's not a shame on on Tom for taking a risk and taking a leap. If anyone wants a partner with Illinois and Illinois against corruption, we're going to we're going to take that leap together. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be always Republicans. We're going to need Democrats. We're going to need independents. I mean, President Trump's for the people. And Tom made the best decision for his campaign because now he has sixteen thousand dollars in hand and he turned his state race into a national with national attention, national coverage. And we're still talking about today. I think that's what he's been good at doing, though. When you look at he's been good at getting that national press. Yes. And I mean, for a, a guy that's running for state senate in Illinois, he's getting I mean, a national press. How does that happen, George? Well, it's ground game and air game. In any type of military conduct, you have to have both. You have to be able to, one, have intel and know who you're going after. And he knew we put together a bunch of information to let him know what the numbers were over in that district and that it's winnable. And that's been one of the problems coming out of the party is that, oh, well, that district is too heavily Democrat. Yeah. But you don't know what type of Democrats and what type of independents are over there. So then if you fail to reach out to them, mail and communicate with them on their level what they're concerned about, that's what Tom did. Yeah. He went after the ground game and door to door and face to face with them. He's out there supporting He's the police. Everywhere. Supporting the police. He's all over his district, up and down. He he was out there on the front line with the nurses and mm-hmm. the first responders could not get the PPE from the government as they 50, were supposed 100, to. 000, how many? 100,000 face masks. Helped bring in a design and partnered with um, Joliet Junior College down there yeah. to design the shields for the face mask in order to get them the material that they needed. He did that, and that gained him the air game. Yeah. Yeah. That gained him the national press. And I told him, I said, keep track of it because you have to be able to go back and refer to each and every single one of them and run that. And he's also social media. Yeah, That was the other aspect. That's also part of that the air game right mm-hmm. now. You got to take control of it. Let people know who you are and that you're in this race. And that's what I told folks that call me and go, well, how can you support a guy that's bringing in somebody like Bogorovich? First question I said, as a former police officer, a lot of times the folks that I use were actually in the game in order to get information out of them. My informants, they weren't the choir boys. They weren't the ones in the Boy Scout. They were the ones holding down the And they were some of the best informants. Yes, because they know where the bodies are buried. But let me say this. You know how the Illinois GOP is responding to this? Snitches get stitches. So what side is the Illinois GOP on? What side are they on? Are they on the Mannequin machine? Because that's what it sounds like. Look, when it comes down to this, 
Governor Blago, okay, let's make it very clear. Governor Blago went to prison for selling his homeboy Barack Obama's seat. Who he has a lot of dirt on. Right. <laughs> so let the man speak. Get your popcorn out and let him have it. Uh-oh. Why are we going to say snitches get stitches? That's for the Democrats. That's not for the Republicans. Republicans need to get their priorities <laughs> fixed, okay? <laughs> Listen to Donald Trump. Get behind the man. Don't be shy about it. Unapologetic about it. And show some backbone, because that's what this party needs. Mike here, came here. to the fight today, uh, didn't apparently. he? Apparently. Charged and rest, so rest you to go. You afraid of me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm afraid of him today. <laughs> Speak, speaking of party, but, I mean, you, did you see the DNC convention this week? I saw some of it. Did you, yeah. see, did you watch any of it, Mike? I fell asleep. <laughs> that's called nap time. I mean, were you inspired? What no. did they talk about? No. Kamala um, Harris. Basically that and, and Joe's the greatest thing since sliced bread. No. 50 you know, years in politics. What does he have a show and what, for? It, it, exactly. That's exactly where I was going. How can you have been in this game for so long and now all of a sudden I'm putting out a plan to help women yeah. be able to you know, get business and get the things that they need? Yeah, you sat in the Congress, in the Senate, and the Vice President of the United States. And if you didn't do a damn thing then, why should I expect you to do something now? My bad. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, the rear atmos ready? <laughs> the rear atmos ready off, Daddy? I don't know. Um... You know, I, I as I sat there and I looked, I saw no vision for America. No. Um, if I was running a campaign, when, when I ran my campaigns, I never spoke about my opponent. Mm. I never mentioned my opponent, That's who right. they were. That's right. Uh, I would always say the opponent or somebody who's looking to get this CEO. Right. I would never say that person's name. No name press. I, you know what? Has anybody done a tally of how many times President... I, I looked for it. I couldn't find it. <laughs> Just to see if somebody could find how many times the name Trump was said doing the, I, I, I was like am i at the rnc convention you know am i there or i'm at the dnc convention all i'm hearing about is trump and and, and how bad of a job and then for them to politicize the covert response judge in, in 30 seconds what are your thoughts about that well Especially again we go back to the very beginning when nancy pelosi was outstanding in the middle of chinatown in california Ooh. telling everybody come on outside come on and join us there's nothing to be afraid of they don't want to talk about that when you go back and talk about andrew cuomo and um mayor bill de blasio yeah. out there standing in the middle of downtown new york saying there's nothing to be afraid of when you talk about dr fauci was out there saying hey we don't have to wear masks and it's contained in china yeah who do we blame trump Go yeah. figure. that's the easy way out though right yeah it is that is the easy way out that's the that's the only way out yeah. in, in my opinion and and th- I, I, sh- I just got so many theories in my head about all this that's happening and i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do a whole five week the case for trump yeah coming in the whole month of october yeah Ah, guys, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm pumped. Let's rock. I'm excited. Let's do it. I got my good man, George Pearson, the rear admiral. The money man. We got to come. The money man. Money man. Money man. Money Mike, baby. Money Mike. Hey, we make it rain in Trump Tower. We make it rain. Hey, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Black and Right. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Hey, before we go, we continue, go to Facebook and Twitter. Follow me at Speaks. 
J. Anthony Speaks. Go ahead and share this live broadcast that's happening right now on Facebook Live. George, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me at G-E-O underscore Pearson on Twitter. G-E-O underscore Pearson at Twitter. Mike, where can people find you? Just on Facebook, send me a friend. <laughs> I'm not one of these high profiles with thousands of following. I keep it low, and I take the cash, and I give it to the President Trump. <laughs> Woo, look at this guy. So, George, and I, I'm, I'm going to play some audio. Mm-hmm. Let me give the backstory. Come on. 1985, yeah. it was a hearing. President um, Reagan had nominated um, an individual for a position, right? So, in this hearing, at the time, Senator Biden was reading from a script. He was he was he was basically saying what somebody else no, had said. Correct. Now this these are not his words. Right. And I want to play the clip of what these words are. Go ahead, Hop Daddy. In a confidential uh, portions of your staff memo, they brought to your attention the allegation that important legislators and legislators in defeating the Nunez plan in the basement said, quote, we already have a nigger mayor and we don't need any more nigger big shots. And the court cited evidence of discriminatory intent on the part of other legislators, including the representative who testified at the court hearing that there were legislators, quote, who don't feel they wanted to have a district that would be able to elect. Well, that was a word that you and I, we've heard a lot from different people throughout our lives, right? Right. Now, again, I said that these were not the words of then Senator Joe Biden. Right. That's not what I want to tackle. What I want to tackle is, what if, what, what if? if-isms? Yeah. What if this was President Trump mm. who was repeating something? Huff Daddy said earlier today when, as we were talking about it, what if Trump had repeated this in a movie? All the ABC, ABC soups would be out there losing their mind. ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN. MS, LSD out there, all of them. They would just literally. The Washington Compost? They would be running over and over and over again just to say how comfortable he was with saying it. Can you say that again, please? They would literally be talking about how comfortable he was. He was too comfortable when he said it. I'm just saying. But then he snuck up. We don't even have to go back that far. We can actually use what this clown has actually said here recently. You ain't black. You ain't black. <laughs> Who in the world do he think he is to be able to question my blackness? You know, I get that enough as a black conservative Republican. Yeah. But I'd be doggone if some, excuse me, lily white man living rich and high on a hog is going to tell me that I'm not black enough if I don't vote for him. But isn't it always... You know, black conservatives. And I said I said this to um, Dennis Prager the other night. Mm-hmm. I said I said um, we were talking about what's happening with Trump and the black community. And I said I said, Dennis, here's what I believe, though. It's harder to be a black Republican mm. than it is to be a black conservative, mm. because you could be a conservative and still, you know, Call yourself a conservative, but you're not adhering to a party. Mm-hmm. The reason why that R is a scarlet letter yeah. to any not not a conservative. Mm. You're not you're, you you you, you get into it's more trouble when you were black. It's, it's yeah. become yeah because black conservatives are catching up to what we've had to deal with as being black Republicans for so many decades. Right. True. Oh, Michael, what are your thoughts about that? Can he answer this question? He can. No. <laughs> I can't go there. Let me tell you why. Because uh, my 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 father's actually. 
uh, uh, an immigrant from from Nicaragua, so I'm a first generation American. But um, but uh, I am a light skinned Latino, so I guess <laughs> bless. Thank but you, Joe Biden. Brother. I'm a light skinned brother. Now, if so. Joe Biden was here, he would say that uh, I am I have been blessed, and I'm you ain't black. That, yeah, yep. 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 Kneel before That's probably what he would say. Kneel before me. Yeah. But, you know, actually, I come from Los Angeles, so I actually worked in the inner cities um, for quite a bit. And what I've experienced and why I was a walk away was because of sanctuary cities and how it discriminates every day against black and brown Americans. Um, when you look at City of Compton, just a small two and a half mile radius town, and it's right by the harbor of Long Beach where all of our stuff made in China goes there. And uh, they take it and they distribute it out to the Midwest. From the Midwest, it goes out to uh, Europe, and everything goes through that bloodline that's made in China from Compton to yeah, Southside sure. Chicago. But what's mm-hmm. in common? Everybody's in poverty. There's drugs. Mm-hmm. There's crime. There's no hope. There's no vision. There's nothing. And so what's really unfair about the system that I think minorities like us has a difficult to get the message out is that um, – you can't sue if you're discriminated. So if you're up against an illegal alien trying to get a job that's fifteen dollars an hour, you go to court. You go mm-hmm. to legislature. You want to sue for for lost wages. You want to sue for discrimination. You, you can't you can't find an attorney in a right mind to take on a case that's going to be worth a, a quarter of a million dollars to go up against these big companies to fight for the little man when in fact there's no upside for them to uh, to seek litigation damages yeah. for for the lost wages. So. So I think that the minority folks, we have to go out there and educate them and how these discriminatory policies are really the worst thing that can ever happen and continue to work to worst happen. So the fact that Joe Biden speaks that way, yeah. it doesn't surprise me because his policies reflect that way. And, and, I, and I think, personally, I think Agreed. Joe's a segregationist. Yes. I think he comes from that, 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 that frame of mind with Strom Thurmond. Mm-hmm. These are, yeah. These are his guys. These are his guys. And, and when, when, when Kamala... When she came after him mm-hmm. at that debate, mm-hmm. she was she was being sincere. She understood right. what Joe Biden was doing, and that's why she came after him. She understood she, who Joe Biden come on, was. Come on. And I think Cory Booker understood it. Senator, yes. Co- Senator Booker understood it. Yes. I think everybody on that stage understood it when yes. it came to Joe Biden and race. Mm-hmm. But here it is. We're being told over and over and over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. that President Donald John Trump is the racist. Mm-hmm. When you can't. And every time somebody says that, say, give he's me, racist give, now. Give me proof. <laughs> he's racist now. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's racist now. As long as he was helping out folks like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, Jennifer Hudson, and, and you know, they, hey, he he was good people. Yeah, you know, they everybody. How many rap songs out there telling you know wanted to grow up and be like Donald Trump? You know, how many now how many songs Snoop. out there now? Now, <laughs> now, yeah. Oh, Snoop! Every time you turn around, he can't wait to talk about Donald Trump. Yeah, but once again, it's only because, like you said. He switched from that D to that R. You know, it's funny that you bring up Snoop Dogg because Snoop Dogg lives in the city of Diamond Bar, California, <laughs> and he actually lives in this country club. And it has a 15 to 20 foot wall mm-hmm. all around his uh, the country club in, the, oh. in his gated community he lives He's in. He's got a wall. Yeah, check this out. And he has his own private security. So you can't even enter the, the property unless you're having a driver license and doing a check. And you can only allow to have two what? guests per day. A photo ID? Exactly, wow. a photo mm-hmm. ID. How about that? This He is, lives in the most high-end, prima donna, most secure place, and he goes down to his favorite pizza parlor place in, uh, in, in, uh, off of Spring Road and, and Dimebar Boulevard. I knew because I grew up by the same neighborhood, but I tell you what, um, 
he says one thing, but he lives another lifestyle. I wonder what would happen if you take away his his gated community and his. Which uh, I'm not yeah. mad at. No, no, do, do no. Your thing, brother. That's that's what America has offered. That's to right. Him. So to jump up and tell others that you can't gain that right. here Especially is a ball face. Came from yes, it's a ball face lie. Everybody, Google Diamond Bar the country and you will see how beautiful this wall is because i'll tell you what this wall is so sophisticated it has cameras it has lights it has sensors it even vibrates i mean this thing is amazing and i'll tell you what it may give trump some ideas on how snoop lives and how he's so safe and so Mm -hmm. secure and he Mm -hmm. can run his mouth because he knows donald trump himself can i hop that wall (laughs) but george here's a question 30 seconds right how can other blacks just ignore the fact of Joe Biden and his history and how he's talked about race. Remember the busing issue. He didn't want the busing issue to happen. You know, uh, how? Two things. One, it's about acceptance and two, what they hear on a regular basis. And I'll go back and I'll mention somebody that I actually used to hold in esteem when I saw General Colin Powell. Oh, yes. When I saw him, talking about that they share the same values, I start questioning, what type of values do you hold if this is a clown that has told black people over and over again to stay in a place? Yeah. Talked about Barack Obama talking about being the first clean. 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 well. So that didn't even include him. Yeah. That's what's wrong. Uh, They accept it because that's all they hear. And we allow it. I don't. Well, you know, we we don't. I throw it in their face. (laughs) Hey, Hey, George. As we say in the hood, come again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're listening to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joined in the studio by my friend, George Pishon and Michael Alfaro. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, the rear admiral himself, George Pearson. Yo, yo. And Money Mike, the money man, Michael Alfaro. How you doing, buddy? Doing wonderful. All right, George, take it away. All right. We've got a special guest coming up, a man that I truly admire and, you know, a fellow shipmate from the United States Navy. Hua. Jonathan T. Gillum, who has his own podcast. He actually served as a former special agent in the FBI. And has a great book that has actually come out. It is known as Sheep No More. Oh, the art of awareness and attack survival. He will be hosting a fundraiser for us all weekend long, starting Friday, August 27th through August 30th. And he fills in for Sean Hannity on Fox News on a regular basis. So if you have not listened to this man on his podcast or on Fox News, you are in for a treat, yeah. my good friend, J.T. Gillum. What's going on? How you guys hear me? You hear me okay? You sound great. Absolutely. Okay, great. Man, J.T. Hey, listen, let me, let me just clarify one thing for you there, buddy. I don't host for Hannity on Fox News. I host for him on the radio, and the reason I'm pointing that out is because Fox News has fallen off the, the cliff on the, the, that sits on the left. <laughs> They've gone somewhere weird on the left. I mean, That's during the, the evenings, there's... There's three shows in the evenings that are halfway decent, but the rest of the of Fox News during the day is just right of CNN. So true. Ooh. Ooh. So tell true. the truth. Bring it. This is why I love this guy. 
He's like me. <laughs> but white. <laughs> oh, Lordy. JT, tell us what made you the man that you are. What, what, what made you well, join the Navy? What made you become the OIC, the officer in charge in the Navy SEALs? Yeah. Tell us about you. You know, it's interesting because um, one thing, you know, the, the spirit that uh, I, I've been watching this show turn. And if, if people haven't mm. watched that show on Netflix, yeah. they need to watch that show because yeah. it's, it's pretty. I've been researching to see if it's close to reality and it follows you know, the reality of the Revolutionary War and George Washington spies out on Long Island. And, you know, it's very interesting because the thing that forges a lot of people um, is uh, poverty. Um, You know, it forges people um, and makes them stronger as a group. It uh, also hard work and um, uh, patriotism, things that don't come easy, you know, are always the things that forge character and morals and ethics. And growing up where I grew up with nothing, I mean, it, at one point we had pump water in the outhouse where, where I lived. You know, we lived in several different places, but growing up in Arkansas, we lived outside of Memphis or outside of uh, Knoxville, Tennessee for a while, just dirt poor. And from the very beginning, I was taught uh, morals and ethics and uh, patriotism and love of country. Yeah. Uh, even when we had nothing, those things didn't cost anything. It doesn't cost anything to grow your heart, you know, and to understand the reality of where you live. And I think it's one of the greatest things a parent could ever do, regardless Come of financial now. status. So that's where it started, you know, and growing up in this small town, Yellville, Arkansas, um, in the middle of nowhere, I, I just developed a sense of service. Yeah. And so I knew I wanted to go in the military. I knew I wanted to be in federal law enforcement. And I, I wrote out a, a, a list of things that I wanted to do um, when I was uh, a freshman in college, and which is one of the things was to get through college. I was the only one in my family to ever go to college. So wow. I, I write out, I take a, a line on a piece of paper and I wrote now, and then at the other end I wrote death. And I wrote everything that I wanted to do within that line. And, uh, and pretty much life, once you put it down on paper, life just follows through. And the majority of stuff, I wish you had that piece of paper now because it was all filled with service. If yeah. it wasn't like go to Hollywood, get rich, it was, you know, be in the Navy. At that point in time, I, you know, forgive me, but I wanted to be a pilot. And that changed when I met that changed when I met a SEAL. That was, that was because It always does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so I left, you know, the the, the pretty boy stuff behind. Seal, <laughs> and I didn't realize that being a seal doesn't mean that you're a pretty boy. It means that you're, you know, you're a, a, a handsome Hands. man. So I'm glad <laughs> I went to. <laughs> I guess that's what they said. So, I, you know, Rob, o- Rob O'Neill got, you know, the, the, the guy who shot Ben Line, I was uh, talking to him on Twitter. He got kicked off of um, Delta Airlines because he took a selfie without a, uh, without a mask on. And I, I tweeted out, I said, Delta Airlines, what are you thinking? You can't cover up a stallion's face. For very long, <laughs> you know, it's not his fault. All right. <laughs> oh my God, guys! If you're just joining us, we're talking with Jonathan T. Gilliam, uh, former FBI, former Navy SEAL. Just a down. If you if you haven't, the podcast is called The Experts. Yes. Uh, you you got to download that podcast. I mean, I listened to it all night last night. Yeah. And I walked away saying to myself, as long as we have somebody like that guy yeah. in D.C. and throughout this United States of America, I think we're going to be okay. 
I really do. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jonathan, yes. you, you mind holding over for the break? Uh, because we got sure. more great stuff to talk to you about um, after this break. Because I think you have a lot to bring, um, especially to Illinois. Yes. And I can't wait to hear your speech, speech live and in person. Can't wait to meet you. Uh, Jonathan Gilliam, um, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Follow me at J. Anthony Speaks on Facebook and Twitter. That's J. Anthony Speaks at Facebook and Twitter. I'm in here with my good friends George Pearson and Money Man Mike. We'll be right back. All right. Now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, my buddy, my pal, the rear admiral, George Pearson. (laughs) (laughs) And we got money, magic, what you want? Would you like money, Mike, or magic, Mike? Money, Mike. Money, Mike, Mike Alfaro. Welcome, baby. I can live up to that legacy. <laughs> but before we before we went to the break, we were talking with Jonathan T. Gilliam, author of the book Sheep No More, The Art of Awareness and Attack Survival. Go anywhere on Amazon or wherever, wherever books are sold right. to get this book. But, um, Jonathan, before we get into that book, I want to play a part of the David Muir interview last night. Last night. Um... <laughs> the, um that he did last night with um, Kamala Harris. And during his interview, Joe Biden said this. If you're sworn in come January and we have coronavirus and the flu combining, which many scientists have said is a real possibility, would you be prepared to shut this country down again? I would be prepared to do whatever it takes to save lives because we cannot get the country moving until we control the virus. That is the fundamental flaw of this administration's thinking to begin with. In order to keep the country running and moving and the economy growing and people employed, you have to fix the virus. You have to deal with the virus. So if the scientists say, shut it down? I would shut it down. I would listen to the scientists. Jonathan T. Gilliam, author of the book Sheep No More. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, they've been so right so far, haven't they? The scientists <laughs> told us everything we need to know. No! I think, yeah, I, I think uh, I think we're we're fine without listening to the scientists. But listen, that's what Joe Biden does. You know, I mean, that's what all these people. Yeah, you know, I was looking at. I never realized when uh, I got your email about what we're you know what's going to be going on when I'm coming up there, and um, I went to the um, the home page of the Will County Republicans and discovered that uh, Madigan has been your speaker of house. Cause you mentioned that Ooh. on your page mm-hmm. since 1983. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this is how I'm putting these two things together is because imagine if some, if this guy has been there since 1983. See, this is what the Democrats and what communists do mm-hmm. is yes. they get into a position and they never leave. And then they mold everything around. If you think that that guy is just powerful in his Speaker of the House role, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden is the same way. He's been around for 40, more than 40 years in politics in the federal government. Yes. And he has worked his way up, not by doing anything, but by gaining power. And so now he's in this position where if he becomes president of the United States, it, it is going to be, it's not just Joe Biden. It is a ma- it is a whole group of people yes. who are puppeteering it's a cabal. Them in order to yeah to do what they want to do and it is what what you're going to see 
as far as shutting things down, it, I would have to say you would look at what Cuomo is doing in New York, yes. what, um, you know, uh, the, the governor of Michigan is doing, uh, what Illinois has suffered from this. Anywhere a Democrat is at, what they're going to do, where they have major power, is they're going to do stuff like a parent saying, no, 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 this is the way we're doing it, and you need to shut your mouth and do what you're told. That's it. And that's not the, that's not the way it works in America unless you live under Democrat rule. Yeah. So here's the key. You bring a lot of expertise. That's the reason why your, your, your podcast is called The Experts. In this age of, you know, all right, I'm not going to try to clean it up. We used to live in a country where we actually call it the home of the brave. And I don't think so any longer. I was watching Armstrong Williams this morning in the UK out in the middle of the park where not a un, um, um, English person was wearing a face mask. Wow. They don't believe in that nonsense. How did we yeah. become such chumps here in America? Woo, chumps. Because we're free. See, here's the problem with mm. freedom is freedom gives. So you go from oppressed to free. And, and once you get your freedom, there will be uh, generations that go through that understand because they're still related to that time and space when uh, they were oppressed. But uh, when you fast forward years, this is why all nations typically fail after 200 years. Um, people become comfortable mm. and comfort yeah. is the cancer that kills freedom. Mm. So what's happening is people are so comfortable that they just resign themselves over to being uh, led, they say, lead us, you know, let's, uh, let's get away from having a master and let's go and give all our power to this person. Let's choose to give our power to this person. That makes no sense to me. If you get away from a master, why in the world would you ever give that power of your uh, vote, your vote right now? We're giving that away. Why would you give your power of who you are, how you're going to raise your family to another master? And so that's what's happened is that the nation has sat back, and this is this just happened. You can look at the Bible in the Old Testament. The Israel the Israelis did the same thing. Mm. Moses goes up on a mountain, he comes back down forty days later, and they're worshiping a cow because they want people when they get in groups and they get free, they just want to. They want somebody else to take the reign and do all the so thinking true. for them. So, so, and so, so here we are. If you just joined the show, we're talking with. Jonathan T. Gilliam, author of the book Sheep No More, The Art of Awareness and Attack Survival. So what, what led you to, to write this book for such a time as this? Well, you know, it's uh, a long story as everything is when you talk to somebody from Arkansas originally. But, <laughs> it, it, but here's, the, here's the short of it all, is that when I left the SEAL teams, you know, I was taught how to be an attacker in the SEAL teams. When I went into the air marshals and then uh, I was a defender, and then when I went into contracting after that, that's when I started to look at things from the defender's point of view. And I realized as I moved into the FBI that there was this huge gap between the knowledge of anybody that's in a uh, federal law enforcement or military and the civilians in the world about how to protect yourself. And even most cops don't know how to look at themselves from the attacker's point of view. And so that's true. what differentiates this book. I teach people how to look at themselves from the attacker's point of view, how to target yourself so then you can turn around and actually build better defenses. And, you know, again, if people read this book and then applied it to politics, they would see that that electing somebody since 1983 in one of the most uh, powerful positions in your state government is a way to ensure that you will be under the hand of an attacker at all times. 
Yes. And you know what, Jonathan? I'm going to get that book. George and I are both former police officers. So, I mean, what you just said is so true. And I, do you go around the different policing agencies and go out and do training with police departments as well? No, because they're not interested in that. Oh. See, the, the, the new guys are. Yeah. But people that are on the job and people that run law enforcement, they're not interested in teaching people how to be effective at their job. I don't know why, but wow. you've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. Hey, Jonathan, we got one more small break, and we'll come back more with Jonathan T. Gilman, author of the book, Sheep No More, The Art of Awareness and the Tax Survival. You're listening to Black and Right with John Anthony. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, the Rear Admiral George Pearson, and Money Mike, Mike Alfaro. You, George? Yo, yo. JT, I need you to do me a favor. Make the case as to why we need someone like President Donald J. Trump in the White House. Well, there's a couple reasons. I was pushing him for years uh, before he even ran, uh, when I used to host on Sean Hannity's radio show all the time, and uh, I was pushing for people to look for somebody who has operational experience. The greatest thing that Donald Trump brought to the table is, and he still brings the table, is that he succeeds and he's human and he learns. So when he fails, and he has failed, um, he turns around and he learns from that and he, then he continues to achieve. I don't want anybody up there who's never failed. Mm. You know, I don't want somebody who sat in office year after year after year getting reelected, done nothing never succeeded, but never failed. Failure is actually more important than success when you're trying to find a leader, a true leader. And so that is, you know, I look at Donald Trump and I look at what he goes through on a daily basis, a minute by minute criticism of Mm. every single thing he does around the world. You cannot turn a TV station on without seeing that a radio show or look online. And he's somebody that regardless of that has still done amazing job and amazing things. And I think that if there's nobody else out there that we could elect for that, there's nobody else out there that can stand up to the communist party and the leftists in this country. But most importantly, you know, a, a, a follower of mine on Twitter wrote me once and said that, President Trump may turn the ship, but he's not going to be the one to dock it. That's going to be the American people. Yeah, Wholeheartedly yeah. believe that. But I really think right now in this day and age, like, for instance, I love Ben Carson. But could you imagine having Ben Carson in the position that President Trump has been in for the past four years of daily, terrible, nasty, awful, unethical attacks? I, I don't think Ben Carson would have wanted to continue to be president. I don't think anybody else would have. I agree. You know, so... So, so, so I, Mr. I Gilliam, think he's the guy for the job. Mr. Gilliam, yeah. now talk to other people. Where can they find you? Where, do you have, what's your, you have Twitter handles? Are you looking for followers? <laughs> do you have a, a website? Yeah, uh, so my website's down right now. I'm working on it. But they can always find me on, uh, on Twitter, jgilliam underscore seal. But anyway, you can look on any social media and look for Jonathan T. Gilliam. It's G-I-L-L-I-A-M. And make sure the T is in there, and they'll see my face. I got a goatee, a big old goatee, <laughs> and uh, and they can add me. And you know, it's if they trademark. want to ask a question, that they can direct message me, and I'll if I can get back to them, I will. Wow, right. I can't wait to hear you this this coming next week. Yeah, Friday, August twenty eighth, out at yep. Lockport at Seagulls Cottonwood Farm, one seventy two fifty South Weber Road in Lockport, 
And this will be a great time from 5 p.m. to 8.30. We're serving um, jambalaya and Ooh. shrimp creole. Ooh. And we'll be mm. outside with the physical distancing. Notice I said physical, physical. not social. <laughs> I love it. And I love it spicy. <laughs> I love it. Mr. Gilliam, Jonathan T. Gilliam, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I hope you guys go out and get his book, Sheep No More, The Art of Awareness and Attack Survival, wherever books are sold. Thanks so much for joining Black and White. We really appreciate it. Thank you, JT. Hey, hour two coming up next. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Rear Admiral himself, George Pearson. make you walk the plank here in a minute. <laughs> I got a fissure that you said. He gave me that look, Michael. That's right. And we also have in the house... Money man, Mike Alfaro. Magic. Thank Mike. you. And he said he wanted money, right? So I got to call him money or magic. I got to know. JT said we ought to call him magic. Mike. Magic. Mike. <laughs> well, you know what connotations that has. So I, you know. Uh, well, Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, George. You're, you're the Thanks one. Thanks, Tough Daddy. You are blushing. <laughs> so, George, you know, when, when you and I were planning this, this show, I said, hey, I want you to get some people from Will County. Uh, I want I want some voices from Will County because I I, I think Will County, Effingham County, uh, um, up there with with Aaron Delmar, yeah, uh, in, in Northwest Side GOP. I really believe if Illinois wants any chance of a comeback, I think if you four groups got together and really planned out how do we do that, I really think Illinois will come back. Much quicker mm-hmm. if you if you guys were able to do that. That's the that's the fight. <laughs> that's the fight getting these groups together, right? Sometimes, yeah, not always. You you find that one person that you know you can work with yeah. that has a connection with the others. Yeah. See, typically we try to go out and we're trying to do everything ourselves. One of the best things, again, I learned in the Navy, and one of the you know as a as a master at arms in there, you learn how to promote the guy with the right skill at the right time. And what I did when I reached into Cook County, looking for those that I know that I can work with, work well with, that we can actually accomplish some stuff, I thought about Kevin Suggs over in Bremen Township. And speaking of Kevin Suggs, he joins us today to discuss all things Republicanism. (laughs) Kevin, you know, I, I forgot your nickname because, you know, You've given up on the Black and White shows. Kevin has been a guest co-host on the show. Oh, and, come on. Yeah, he's and you've been, you know, just all over the place. And I'm like, oh, the doctor! Hey, hey, Hop Daddy is the man. Thank you, Hop Daddy. The doctor. I forgot about that, Kevin. Welcome back to Black and White, even though you've given up on us. I have not given up on you, John. <laughs> good yeah. To, good to see you guys and, you know, looking forward to getting together. But, you know, it, it, this this is a critical time. We, we got to make some changes, you know, yeah. and um, I, I had an executive board meeting with my township on Thursday and they, they called me the black Italian because my hands were going up and I was expressing myself and I was saying, you wait. know, what is wrong with the party? You know, we've got to make some changes. Wait, wait, you were demonstrative. Wait, you, Kevin, <laughs> you lost your cool. I don't believe that. I, I lost my video cool. That's video. It didn't far. happen. Kevin video. It didn't happen. <laughs> 
Uh, you ought to saw him at the Odyssey when we held a candidates forum out there. That I, He wanted me to come up and speak. But after he got done, there was nothing left for me to say. I, I was like, I'm following this young man wherever he goes. That, yeah. that, that's all I said in Step Back. He was. You know, you get Kevin fired up. Yeah. You know, that, I, that, Kevin, that, I haven't seen that side of you, and I feel, I feel, Dr. you know, <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel, you know, some kind of way because no, I haven't no. seen that. Give, give me back to your show. And <laughs> so, so Kevin, how are you guys doing? I know, I know, George Pearson. Uh, I was going to be his plus one at the uh, 2020 convention, uh, the RNC convention. Uh, how has that not being able to go? How is that going to affect? in your opinion, the RNC convention come, because we saw what the Democrats put on, the show they put on. Uh, it's, it's hard not having people there in the audience cheering. How do you think that's going to fly over with the RNC? You know, I think they're still going to be behind it. You know, it's, it's a lot of silent majority that are, you know, within the party that, you know, are excited. They don't want to express it. But I think that Trump is going to bring a, a different flavor better than the DNC. And I'm kind of excited because, I, you know, you just never know what to expect with Trump, but I know it's going to be good and over the top. <laughs> well, we were just talking about that during the break, about Trump being sometimes, you know, a little over the top. Go ahead. Just a little bit. Kev, talk to us about what's coming up here in Illinois. What, what are some of the things that you're actually working on that we can look forward to? Well, you know, just working with some things with, with you, you know, that will be coming out, you know, next week. Uh, don't want to go too far into that, but you know we really got to change our our vision, our strategy on how we go forward. Uh, you know we need to do a better job with the vetting process. So I'm working on you know that with my deputy committeeman on you know a training program that we need to put together, not just for Bremen, but hopefully can be adopted statewide because I think we're missing the mark on that in that arena. You know, and then we just got to really do a better job on getting out. And reaching out to not just our own, but yeah. how about the uh, Democrats that are on the fence as well as the independents? That's really where we're going to change Illinois is reaching out to those that are running away from the Democrat Party as well as the independents. Yeah, because, you know, one of the things I, I've had this this conversation, there are some good Democrats in this in this state and in this in this country. There are some Democrats who are appalled by what they see on their nightly news or what they don't see with, you know, the hoax that's happening in Portland. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, because did you hear anything about what's happening outside of, of that DNC conven- convention uh, about, you know, the, 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 the riots that are going on, um, them taking under God out of the, pl- what the heck is going on with my former Democrat party? I was raised in that party. Kevin, what is so going on in DNC? You know, it's not it's not the DNC anymore. I call it the Socialist Democratic Party because it's being led by socialists. It's been taken over and their narrative is so strong. But unfortunately, the sheeple, which I call them, you know, are just following along. and are not understanding what they're following. You know, the Pied Piper has got their tune out there and they're just listening to it and blindly going forward. You know, so, you know, our country was founded on, you know, one nation under God. You know, to take that away, you know, is... Um, just them trying to undermine, you know, not to get into it, but, you know, our religious freedoms are going to be taken away if they get in charge. You know, I'm glad you went there because 
everything here in America has been under attack, but nothing like our First Amendment right, our, our freedom Ooh. of speech, our, our, our freedom of religion. And I think that's always been the key. They've always been after the Second Amendment. And but now they figure that if they remove people from out of their religious sects or out of their their worshiping and being able to pray. And again, that's why I say physical distancing and not social distancing, <laughs> because what the word I think says forsake not the assembly of yourself. There's a reason, right? Yeah. yeah. So one of the things they do is keep us separated yeah. or put us all in these little boxes, you know, homosexual, black, um, lesbian, the teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, Silos. Uh, yeah, yeah. To keep us separated and to have us all arguing and fighting amongst ourselves. Yeah. You know, uh, this is the nonsense that we have to stop. And as you said, the only way to do that is by reaching out and having a conversation with folks. So how do you do that? How do you how do you make that plan as a precinct committeeman? How do you go out there and literally engage in that conversation? Oh, I'm well, I was going to add to you, like, it's like college, right? Mm-hmm. When you first walked in your first two weeks of, co- of college, you have the fraternity robe, then you're LGBTQ, you're, uh, oh, I'm not really them, right? Then you have Christian, evangelical, we're going to go save the world, we're going to Haiti tomorrow, and then you look at that group. and The identity the I- identity politics, but mm-hmm. identity college, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it's, 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 it's almost like the way we are growing up, especially here in the state of Illinois, California, these blue states, it's you have to have an identity, and if you don't have yeah. an identity, then something's wrong with you. Yeah. But you're a bigot, racist, or something, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But the question is, is what's wrong with just being American, Kevin? You know, my my theme, my my theme, and you know, I've been kind of contemplating on the last few weeks by myself and thinking a lot. But you know, it's like it's no longer reaching out to people with common sense. We got to start talking to people about good sense because oh, yeah. if it was common out there then people would you know have it but obviously we're lacking common sense right now with a lot of people so i'm like the good sense is the approach when i go out to speak to people not knowing what their background is but just coming together with three or four points of good sense you know we want we you know we want to have our freedom we want to be able i'm not giving my money up to be distributed to somebody else you know um these are things that we can just go have conversations with and it works yeah people you know are their defenses are down and they're open to discussion because I come to it with a different approach. And it's been working. So that's what I'm doing going forward, oh. just trying to good sense. You, you, you know, people. Kevin, Kevin, George, you know what I love? And Hoffa, you know what I love, Mike, about this show? What's that? We have four minority people, four, three black people. Mm. Well, I don't know what you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mutt. <laughs> we, have, we have all of these people. Central American. <laughs> Central American. <laughs> I'm just sitting over here white as Casper. I, yeah, you. Yeah, what? No, you know, you, you, you got to. I go from blood. bed sheet to burn victim. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but uh, Kevin, what I love about it is that we're here discussing. We don't all agree on everything, but here we are having a discussion about the greatest country in this in in this known world. Yeah. Think about that. Think about that. Kevin, thanks so much for joining Black and Right. You got to get back in the studio. I want to see that side of you. Okay. All right, it's coming. Kevin, the doctor sucks. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Hey, guys, we'll be right back. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm John Anthony. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Money Mike, you are... 
What were you doing over there, Money Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting ready to put down the smackdown on this. Oh, Joe I Biden. hear you. Oh. So join in studio by by my good friend Money Mike, Mike Alfaro. Welcome, brother. Thank you for having me. And the rear admiral himself, George Pearson. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm telling you, man. I'm so many people are are you see you look throughout America, and so many people are either saying they're depressed. They're scared. They don't know. My my hope is not found in this political system. Come on now. It's not supposed to. It's not found in this political system. I know that no matter what happens, I'm okay. Yes. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'll I'll fight. I'll live to fight another day to try to get the people that I that that uh, as 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 far as it as far as policy is related. Come on. Back into whatever the positions of leadership that we need them to be. Right. Yeah. I think that's been part of the problem that you know a lot of people have replaced. God with politics, you know, or that spiritual being, whatever it may be. We yeah. get into these arguments all the time, but they started that nonsense by telling us, don't talk about religion, don't talk about politics. So everybody was so removed from it. They removed it from our schools, yeah. you know, and now what are they doing? You can't even go to church. You can go to Home Depot and stand out there with a thousand people inside the store, but don't you dare go to a church, you know. But, this isn't, but, but isn't that what caused the the individuals who really don't understand politics, though? Yes. Because, because if you can't have a conversation with yes. somebody that you love, a family member, a friend, and you can't give them a different perspective, mm-hmm. what's the point? Well, that's why, what is it? Every Christmas and no, um, Thanksgiving dinner, everybody is sitting out, you know, the tweets and the Facebook posts talking about, oh, let's see, you know, what uh, Uncle Jimmy is going to say yeah. now about Trump or, you know, who yeah. are we going to be supporting? Or how, who's going to be throwing the, the mashed potatoes and the stuff and all over the place? Yeah. Well, you know, we eat dressing, but, you know. So is it like that in Central American homes? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, is it like that in Central American homes? What country do you come from, sir? <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you, I come from a, a home that uh, stocks up on, on a Goya beans. Yeah. How about that? How about that? How about that? That's right. That's right. But, but, but you, you, you get what up. we're saying. Uh, uh, specifically, in, 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 uh, I know it happens in, in, in every, you know, you name the nationali- nationality, you name the ethnicity. Yeah. It happens. It does. But it's just something about why everybody focuses in on the black community. Mm-hmm. As if it's, that's the only community where you you're only you can only vote Democrat, 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 Democrat. That happens in white. I know you, white you know why it happens. It's because my generation is the most sensitive generation yet to come. And I'll tell you what, it's absolutely disgraceful. Say yeah. it again. You know, I want to <laughs> honestly, say honestly, that again. We are we what what happens is, is when once. under the Democrat rule, right? Yeah. They take out the father and the family, yeah. okay? And then the mother is there incentive, getting all these incentives by government, okay, to leave their spouse, all right, to not keep the family whole, to take God out of the equation. Then what happens? Morning, what mm-hmm. happens? Yeah. You get sensitive men. And then what Uh-oh. did they do? They think they, to fight is to say, I'm a victim of this. Mm. Don't talk to me. Don't judge me. I'm sensitive. I'm going to break down. Mm. That's not the America that this country was intended to. This mindset got to change. And that's why Trump's getting so much resistance. That's it. Because he came here and campaigned, not from the political insiders, but he came here on his own two feet. And nobody can take that away from him. And that's why we're going to take this call from Linda from Palm Beach, Florida. She says she's worked with Trump and cannot mm-hmm. stand 
the dis- disgrace that he has endured. Linda, welcome to Black and Right. Linda, are you there? Yes. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Black and Right. Thank you. What's your comment? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you just well. Uh, okay. Um, I'm really coming from someone who's lived in New York and um, whose family has been involved with um, my grandfather was was a uh, uh, master carpenter for Frank Lloyd Wright, the architect oh, who wow. built the Guggenheim Museum and all of the living waters and flowing waters um, uh, houses and things. And my family knew, my great-grandparents and my grandparents knew the Trump family very, very well. And um, growing up, that's all I, I knew was the Trump family and um, how they were and how they treated people. And I worked for him as a massage therapist on one of his properties here in West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh-huh. And I met him, I've spoken to him, and I know him on a personal level, this man is first and foremost a human being. Yes. People. Yes. Okay? He is a God fearing Christian man who loves his family and his country beyond measure. Yeah. And the disgrace and the disparaging and the name calling and the bullying and and the things that are being said and the way people are behaving is absolutely disgusting. And they hey, hey, Linda, Linda, Linda I got a question for you. Why is it yeah. that more people who know Trump personally, why don't they come out? Why don't you guys get together and come out and, and talk about because because so many people, you know, Trump has this facade well, that, you know, he's this tough guy. But I've yeah. heard nothing but, you know, how sensitive, how sensitive to Mike's point, how <laughs> but how he, how much he hates to see people hurting and he he does whatever he, he can does. to make sure I've that they're been, okay. I've been to many events with with uh, our our president before he was president. Yeah. Okay. So I've been to events with him at at Mar-a-Lago. I've been to different places where he's been before he was president. And this man is nothing but the kindest, most genuine man I've ever met and the sweetest man He's a very soft-spoken man. He's not loud. He's not boisterous. Um, he he acts and does and says what he says from the hip, yeah. and he doesn't mix his words. And people don't like somebody who's straightforward or is not one of the good old boys. That's it. Mm. He, he's a, he's a swamp drainer. Okay? Don't yeah. play the game the way they play the game. And right. I, for one, don't play that game. I, right. I shoot straightforward. And... I think a lot of people that are not coming out talking about the president in a good manner is because, number one, COVID is <laughs> the, the, the number one problem. Yeah. Uh, number two, there isn't really a forum for people to come out and say, hey, this is our president. Stop disparaging him. Stop bullying him. I know what it is to be bullied. Yeah. I was bullied all my life, even in my adult life. Yeah. And it is no fun. And the way they they pick on him and say things, and the media takes a soundbite and stretches it and makes it sound like he said something, and they take it totally out of context. And it, it, there's no common sense, and there's no good common sense. <laughs> You're right, Linda. Thank you so much for calling. Hey, Linda, if you if you haven't liked Black and Right, go ahead and like it on on Black and Right Radio at Facebook, uh, and send a message. I want to. There's some questions I want to ask you. If that's okay. 
All right? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, thank, no problem. Thank you so much for listening, Linda. But why? why where are the people? Where are the people, Michael? You, you're, you're a lot closer to the campaign than, than both of us are. You know, there's so many. I hear this almost everywhere I go. People sending me messages in my private inbox about Trump, about the stories, the things he's done. Why doesn't the president himself highlight this, Mike? It's, it's never about President Trump. It's about his policies and helping the American people. He's not in this to talk about all the good that he has done, how he has changed lives. Um, if you look at Sprint, down in Springfield, just the last election cycle, we had Shane Bouvet, whose father had cancer, and uh, reached out to the president. Oh, at that time he was running. And asked for help. And what did he do? He not only showed up, gave moral support, took a picture with the guy, invited him to the overall office, but he gave him a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. And and so, but but for, but everyone says for gain from where? Right. Th- there's nothing out in cornfields by this. So you know the the cornfield area of, of friggin' Springfield. There ain't nobody out there. You can't even find a, a, a loose chicken. You know, there's no benefit at all. Yeah. So. He, he's the type of man that gives. And I don't think he publicized really. that either. He doesn't. So, and and that's, that's, that's the key there, that because it doesn't get publicized. So Linda asked a question, well, there's no form. You asked mm-hmm. the question, there are no forms. Yes, there are. See, somebody called me the other day and go, what is the Republican Party doing about this? Well, my first response right back to that person is, you are the Republican Party. Ooh. Come join one of the local clubs yeah. and change what's going on locally. Yeah. And voice your opinion in there. Show that there are a lot more people there for that support. Wow. I love it. You are the Republican Party. I love that, George. That's going to be... You can run with someone. Run with that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. on. Coming up up next, we talk more with Money Mike Mike Alfaro about his fundraising prowess. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. George just hit me right in the heart. Hop Daddy, right in the heart. Right in the heart. I was going to say, right. today you have to specify which George you're talking George about. George Daddy. <laughs> oh, that hit me right in the I heart. I like doing that right before you come back in the I, I noticed. You've done, you've done it quite, quite a bit. Yeah, that's my thing. But here's my retort. What does that say about you? Oh! oh. No, you can't win them all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. We got a good friend, my pal, my buddy, the Rear Admiral, George Pearson. Snap, too. Hey. Look at him. He ready. Ka-ching. Cha-ching. I, cha-ching. I hear it. Every time, every time I look towards you, I hear cha-ching. Because you know why? I make it rain. Oh. I make it rain. Money man. It just Mike rains Alfaro. Trump $1,000 bills at a day. So, mm. so, Mike, talk to us. I mean, how does a two-time voting for Barack Obama, somebody who's never really been involved in politics, goes from that to a man who's raised over $3 million for President Trump's re-election? Well, thank you for asking me the question. Um Life. As soon as you transition out from college and the sensitivity bubble, I am a victim mentality, and you yeah. start working, you start looking at your paycheck, and you realize, I worked all this, double overtime, I'm putting in my hours, making an honest 
wage, honest living, and then you take a look at your check, it's gone. Well, oh, you sound like trouble over there. It's gone. <laughs> where, where does it go, yeah. right? And you start asking these questions. But for me, the turning point that happened to me was my military service when I got hurt in the line of duty. Okay. Okay. And I, I go, and I live in Will County, and I, I go to the hospital. I go to um, the Heinz and also another hospital. It's called the Naval Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I met a veteran when I got and were waiting for our treatment, and he was a cancer, cancer. He had cancer, World War II veteran. And he was telling me he's coming all the way down from Kankakee. That's a two-hour drive, mm. one way, and back. That's a four-hour drive. So as he's in a van shuttling, to go to chemo treatment, okay, he's throwing up on himself, on his mm. friends, two hours, one way. How many hospitals is he driving past, right? Exactly. Exactly. How many care facilities? So, thank yeah. my good friend, Congressman Mike Boss. He was the one that helped push that through. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But, but here's the deal. That's when I started waking up, and I started looking around, and I'm seeing veterans that are running for office, but I'm not seeing any results. It's as if we turn our back and they don't matter because... They're, they're in a small town and not enough to shift any election. Mm-hmm. But where's the voice for the veterans who has to, not by choice, has no other option other than an hour and 30 to two-hour commute one way, one way. That's four hours. And guess what? If you're late by 10 to 15 minutes, right. your appointment is canceled and you have to get it rescheduled. That's a life and death situation. Are you kidding me? I kid you not. So, so here's the issue, okay? And so what, that really struck my nerve. And I was saying, what's going on? Who's talking about it? And you know what? President Trump answered the call. He talked about the the choice program. And when he got elected, he made that change. $2.1 billion. So now veterans like me and the cancer uh, veteran that was seeking the, tr- the treatment, we don't have to wait. We don't have to uh, wait and, uh, forever and ever for appointments. We don't have to wait. To, to go to doctor two hours away, we can go and take a trip just 15 minutes from our home. You were here in, when Trump had his, um, his uh, fundraiser here with the Blago incident. Correct. Talk to us about that. What was, what was going on with all that? Well, I, I've been fortunate enough to raise so much money for the president that I've been to over about 20 of these fundraisers. Mark Vargas was with you too, right? No, he wasn't oh. actually. Okay. Uh, he, so uh, I was with Gary Franchi, a good donor of mine, owner of Next News Network. Big social media mingle, 1.6 million followers, um, and a great group of donors that's here to support the president. And President Trump uh, kept on alluding to the notion that we should look into Blago and we should possibly pardon him or give him a commuting sentence. And so President Trump even flown in to the congressmen that were here that wrote an open letter against it, all to show those congressmen in the room that his base here in Illinois is on his side and definitely not on theirs. (laughs) And so uh, when President Trump talked about it, he said it doesn't seem right and it doesn't seem fair. But what was his comparator? The comparator was, okay, Hunter Biden. Mm. Hunter Biden reaped millions and millions of dollars, okay? Not even, now we're talking about China, right? Right. Reaped millions from China. Then he goes to Ukraine. It gets millions there. And then we're finding out Romania, millions there. And it just goes on and on and on. And there's a lot of this for that, this for that. A guy who... Yeah. 
a guy, go figure, a guy who is literally a crackhead Uh got kicked out for drugs in the military can now all of a sudden become an instant multi-millionaire because his daddy's in the Oval Office. Come on, man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) Okay. Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. (laughs) All right. Michael, dropping it. Just dropping it to us. Hey, guys, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560. We got more from Michael Alfaro. We got State Senate candidate Tom McCullough joining us yep. after the break. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer with my buddy George and Money Man Mike. We'll be right back. Get up. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Get up. Get up. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host. John Anthony George, I saw you over there jamming over there, boy. Look at you, boy. That's JD, hey, baby. Come on. Put it up a little bit more, George. Hump Town. Come on, Hump Daddy. Hey. I got my main man, George Pearson, the rear admiral in the building. Yo, yo. Money man, <laughs> Mike Alfaro. Boy, you something else, man. Cha-ching. <laughs> and you're not afraid. Absolutely not. God, I love that. You can't hang out with the president if you're afraid. Oh, <laughs> there it is. You got to find your uh, big boy voice and and utilize it. <laughs> yeah. So 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 we were at Mike. Can't you be were sensitive. at Gary Raybine's event, correct? The other what was that two weeks ago? Yes. So there was a state senate candidate there from the 49th Senate District, Tom McCullough. I saw you guys all huddled up. I said they are up to something. <laughs> no good. <laughs> they are up to something. No good. Something that the Illinois GOP will definitely not like. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been hanging out with Trump. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> and I walked over, and I don't know what you guys up to. And you, you guys, this was pretty much the beginning stages of the fundraiser <laughs> that's going down <laughs> with none other than former Governor Rob Blagojevich. Right? Absolutely. He's excited. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, w- I wish, I really wish you guys are tuning in to the Facebook live stream and watching Mike Farrell's posture. Because here comes the SmackDown! <laughs> Tom, State Senate candidate of the 49th Senate District, Tom McCullough. Welcome to Black and Right. Hey, how you guys doing today, you guys? Uh, Mike, George, and oh, you in there? It's, you, you, you hit, uh, it's you great. hit Mike. Crowd right? to be a part of. There it is. Are, are you listening to Mike? Are Man, he's uh, Mike's always wild. Every time I talk to him, Mike's wild. He's a good guy. So, Tom, let's get it from you, straight from the horse's mouth. Why Rob Bogoyevich at your fundraiser? So I, I was at a Will County Republican Central meeting the other day, and I asked if there's any veterans in the room. And I said, when we're in a fight for our life, and you're on your back, and you don't have any tools, what do you reach for? And the answer is anything. So I picked up the sharpest, heaviest object I can find uh, to defeat the Mike Madigan's narrative, and I picked Rob Lagojevich, and he's coming out strong against Madigan, strong against Pritzker, and I believe in uh, giving him an opportunity to help us destroy that narrative and bring our state back to it and try to defeat that whole system. And uh, what a better chance to, to highlight Trump's RNC acceptance speech and, and uh, bring him out there and let him start uh, stumping for some Republicans and change some narratives and defeat that machine that we've got going. That's everybody's goal. Hey, hey, hey Tom, you know, I, I want Hoff Daddy to put on his ears because Hoff Daddy says something in, during the break that I thought was it, it was filled with so much truth. Hoff Daddy, can you enlighten the people? Are you talking about Blago? Yeah. What, I was just saying he's, he's, there's no better poster boy 
for how machine politics will absolutely throw family and everything else meaningful under the bus in order to maintain power mm-hmm. um, than the Blagojevich story. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in your belief that that's why bringing somebody like Rob Blagojevich to yeah, a fundraiser he's, like he's the perfect guy. He, he was a moderately um, corrupted guy in a severely corrupt town who was Ooh. just thrown under the bus because it was politically convenient. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that, that, you know, usually you would stick up for family. Yeah. You and I aren't even related. I would even stick up for you, depending I, on the circumstances. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know about that. So, but, but, but he's right. Go ahead, Mike. And the question was that I asked Blago when I talked to him just three days ago on the phone was, I thought you were all friends. Uh-oh. Barack Obama, Uh-oh. right? I thought you were boys. Robert, uh, Mueller, Comey, all the same folks that are trying to impeach President Trump. I thought you were all friends. And guess what? As soon as Barack Obama had a little dirt on him, they took care of him. They took care of his friend, and they threw him, threw him away in prison and locked the key. But here's the deal. Now that President Trump has set him free, let's hear him speak. Let's hear, let's hear the truth. Let's get the inside. <laughs> Why are we being afraid? Why are we attacking Republicans, attacking fellow Republicans, and not mention, you know what I mean? We lost our minds here. Tom, answer that question. Hey. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. So when you have uh, the Illinois GOP coming out and condemning my event, the event sold out in 12 hours. So obviously there's a good consensus of people who want to come out and hear him speak. So let him speak. Let him air the dirty secrets of Madigan. Let him air the dirty secrets of Pritzker. And everybody forgets that J.B. Pritzker was the other person on the phone with Blagojevich. And yes. he was sitting there sounding like the spoiled child that he is trying to sell Daddy's airplane to get a ticket as a senator or whatever thing he wanted. Mm-hmm. Let him let those voices and let those records come out. Let's hear those inside stories. I can't wait to have that dirt aired against Pritzker, sorry, Prickster and uh, <laughs> and uh, Madigan. You know, let's let's do it. Bring it all out there. I so, mean, we're in a fight for our life in Illinois. Why not reach for whatever tools necessary? And if the Illinois GOP didn't have the backbone to do it, it's, it's time that we start doing this Ooh, stuff. So, Tom, I don't I don't know. Is, is this event going to be available live stream or is it's it's a no? Uh, yeah, so it's going to be live stream on the next news network. And he has 1.67 million subscribers. Uh, we're going to be live. So how do people how do people event. go about and, and so let's say somebody wants to tune in and watch what's what uh, the governor has to say. Yeah. Is so it, so go on uh, Next News Network, which is you go to YouTube, you search Next News Network, and you hit the subscribe button, and then that'll give you access to the channel. You get notifications. Hit the little bell, so that way you get notifications when we go live at 5:30 p.m on Thursday to start bringing out some of the beginning speeches before President Trump's RNC address. And, and Tom, now, you have, uh, you're running for um, the state Senate seat to replace Jennifer bertino Uh Do you have a website for that uh, so people can find you as well? And, yeah, uh, and any so social media to, handles? Yeah, so you go to McCullough, M-C-C-U-L-L-A-G-H, the number 4, Senate.com, and then the same thing, Facebook.com forward slash McCullough, M-C-C, U-L-L-A-G-H, number four, and then Senate.com. And we just did a poll uh, two weeks ago, and it came back up six and a quarter points over an incumbent Democrat out in the Will County area. And it's because I'm pro-police. I've been doing the police rallies all over Illinois and all over our district. I've got one this weekend in Oswego. Come on out. And you know what? You guys got a great leader in George Pearson out there in Will County. Hey, Tom, God bless him. Thanks George so much. Amazing. He, come on. I know this for a fact. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Tom. Uh, I look forward to that event on Sunday and that event with Blago. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. 
I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Go follow me at J. Anthony Speaks on Facebook and J. Anthony Speaks on Twitter. George, yep. the Rear Admiral Pearson, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today, man. It's my pleasure. This has been a very, I think this is probably the liveliest show I've had. Due to Money Man, Mike Alfaro. Cha-ching. <laughs> Cha-ching. Ooh, yeah. Hi, George. Talk to go home. <laughs> what you got for us, George? What's coming up in Will County? What's, what's on the docket for George Pearson? I keep telling everybody, if you really, truly want to get involved, now is the time. Now, now, now. There are so many Republicans out here that are running that are trying to raise funds, and in this climate of the lockdown, cannot we are having a fundraiser to try to help out a lot of these candidates. August, Friday, August 28th from 5 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at Siegel's Cottonwood Farm in Lockport. Come out and support my guy, Jonathan T. Gillum, um, podcast, The Experts, and author of the book, Sheep No More. Mm. Come out and hear what his strategy is and what he thinks that we need to do in order to turn this state around. He's been looking at our state and who he needs to support. And I'm telling you, this will be an event to be at. Find out more at willcountyrepublicans.org, willcountyrepublicans.org. Follow us on Facebook, Will County Republican Central Committee, Will County Republican Central Committee. Follow me at G-E-O underscore Pearson, P-E-A-R-S-O-N, like the candy, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) on Twitter. Facebook, I'm kind of jammed up on there, but, uh, you know, check me out. I might fire some folks. Money Mike. All right. Thank you. Thank you, John, for having me. This has been a wonderful experience, having a great time. But I want to share with you, you know, your viewers and everyone else watching here is that that we're never going to have a president like this in our lifetime. President Trump has put the love in the Constitution. And now the American people have responded. We're putting the love back in his campaign. And if you're here like us or you're in California, a deep blue state where a bunch of do nothing Republicans just tattletale one another. You don't have to follow the same rule book as everyone else and have to rub shoulders and hang out with them. You don't even have to be a likable guy. All you have to do is go on trumpvictory.com forward slash bundler and become a bundler for President Trump. Raise some money, sell some tickets, and if you can't afford it, that's okay. Okay, You can just sell the tickets and you can have a seat at the table. This is a really once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. We're never going to have a president that's going to open his personal home so we can go and dine with him at the most beautiful place on planet earth at mar-a-largo so go ahead get involved do something thank you so much money mike mike alfaro (laughs) hey before we go i want to take this call from jim from south elgin hey jim welcome back to black and right how are you doing buddy good got my three favorite guys all in the same studio (laughs) (laughs) what's going on you were just at a trump rally you got 25 seconds to tell us about it. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to be there Thursday uh, due to Mike's uh, encouragement. I think having Vlad was a good idea. I was at the uh, Trump meeting last year when he asked the question, should I release Vlad? And it was an 85, 90% stood up and said yes. Wow. And just a few of the uh, people said no. Those were the, uh, re- the Republican uh, congressmen. But I think their minds were changed. Wow. Thanks so much, I think Jim. that's a great move. Thank Jim, thank you so much for always calling in. It's such a... A huge fan of the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Jim. And Jim actually helped us with the Wall Street Journal uh, press release, and when he was interviewed, and he he defended the president. Really? Absolutely, he defended the president. Jim's the, Jim's the man. He, he never backs he down. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for calling, guys. I want to thank you, guys. I want I really want to thank you to my guest co-host George Pearson, the Rear Admiral, Money Mike, Mike O'Farrell. Thanks so much for joining us today, and all of the listeners out there who had the courage to think critically about today's pressing issues. Here, here. 
to my brothers and sisters out there who have walked away from the liberal left, you're not wrong. Keep the faith and know it's more than okay to be black and right. Yes. With that, see you next week.